welcome to Comic Talkers for Comics is always the topic of our discussion. My name is Brandon. And I'm Mary. And today we continue on with Shazam or Captain Marvel Month, whatever way you want to call them, um, with going over one of our book clubs. Now, granted, we have two book clubs coming out this month. Um, one of them is going to be JLA, um, World Without Grownups. But the story that we're covering today is a personal story to myself. I know Mary made honorable mentions. This made my number one. Um, it is Shazam Power of Hope. Um, this conversation, of course, we're going to discuss this um, written by Paul Dini with the amazing artwork by Alex Ross. Um, Power of Hope, according to DC.com, tells us of a, is a tale of a superhero using his powers in the most human of ways. It instill hopes and hope in the hearts of children. When Billy Batson, Captain Marvel's adolescent alter ego, receives a letter from the terminally ill boy in the city's children's hospital, he decides to spend a few days in the world or in the ward. A true kid at heart, Captain Marvel tries to shed some light in the children's lives by taking them on a flying on flying escapades, amazing them with stories of his exploits. Through amazing art and dynamic personal interaction, the true essence and innocence of Captain Marvel shines throughout the touching and emotional book. Uh, so right away, before I, we get into the main meat of this story, um, Mary, what was your thoughts about the story going into it? What what were your thoughts? Where would you rank this like in a one to 10 scale when it comes to stories? Um, For me, I think it's definitely around like a seven. The only thing that brings it down that low for me is Paul Dini's writing is fantastic, but it doesn't feel like Billy. Um, it feels like it should be narrated in the third person rather than the first, um, personally. Um, it's excellent prose. It's just not Billy Batson. Right. I'll, I'll agree with you there. I, I I like Paul Dini. Of course, he is part of my childhood in some ways because that's how I got into comics was through Batman the Animated Series, and he is a part of that. But I agree. I think this story works better in a third person than a first person. Um because it is that whole thing where you don't really get dialogue. You get just these little narrations of what it is for Shazam or what it is to be Captain Marvel. And so I, I would agree. I'd probably give it, of course, I'm not the biggest Shazam fan, so I'd probably say maybe an 8 out of 10 or 9 out of 10. But that's... Now, now this being said, I am the person that told Brandon we needed to read this. <laughs> so... You're the one that got me into loving this story more and more. So. I, I did advocate for it. So I do really love this story. Um, <laughs> I was talking about this earlier today with some different comic friends of mine. And the conclusion we all came away with was, I hate the wizard. All my homies hate the wizard. <laughs> um, and I, we'll get it, I'll get into that a little bit later about why specifically I hate the wizard um, and how the story highlights the reasons why. Um, but yeah, so my takeaway is excellent Shazam book, uh, preferred in the third person and the wizard bad. <laughs> so I guess it's a good way to start our conversation and I'm going to start this off and we'll, you'll kind of hear us kind of go back and forth a little bit. Um, we start off the story with Billy Batson on a radio station or radio show station whiz. As he discusses how Captain Marvel was able to save an island from a volcanic eruption, took down some robbers who tried to rob the National Bank, obtain a secured and, and secure a gorilla back into his sanctuary, and help avert a meltdown at the city's nuclear power plant. Captain Marvel has had 
has been handling each situation with good humor and concern for the public's well-being. Billy sign or Billy signs off the show, and as he starts to walk out the door, his boss asks him to help their boss, Mr. Morris, write back polite responses to letters sent to the station for Captain Marvel. This is kind of unique because I do like the fact that he's trying to be, you know. It's sad that a kid's working at a radio station on top of it. It's a teenager working at a radio station. But, but let me, so we continue on with this though, with Billy, he does take this big old luggage of letters to his home. And, you know, it, it, it's heavy as heck. I don't even know. Like, I know he's got the powers of his name. <laughs> no kid deserves to carry that big like santa sack also isn't even using his powers to carry them yeah he even says i sure would like to say that magic word right now it's tempting but i'd better not abuse the privilege yeah and this is where we find out he doesn't want to abuse that power because he's already done that um now why we say he's done that is that he even though he he pretty much states that he did it at one time dressed up in plain clothes to sign the apartment lease as his dad so the apartment he's living in as a teenager is by himself. He is not actually doing this actually with his dad or anything like that. He is just by himself. And so he used that power to turn himself into an adult, go in plain clothes, sign his lease, and then turn back into Billy. Um, let me ask this. Is this typical Billy for you or no, Mary? I mean... It's the resourcefulness, I think, that makes it typical Billy. Um, it's the guilt over having done something that he needed to in order to secure himself shelter, I think, is also very Billy. Mm -hmm. It's that pureness of heart, that um, willingness to tolerate suffering without comment. Um, that's very Billy. Um, I personally don't take issue with him doing this, um, aside from how unfair it is that he's having to do this. Now, do you, I know we've talked about this before, but maybe you want to go into why he's like this or why he's doing this. You want to kind of explain to fans why he's doing this? Yeah, so uh, this comic really does also tell us a little bit about this at the very beginning. Um, from a distance, I saw young Billy Batson, a good-hearted boy cast out by a cruel uncle. But Billy persevered without complaining. Within him, I sensed the worthy soul I had been seeking. I sent my mystic emissary who brought the boy before me. Um, so Billy has no parents to speak of. He was living with an abusive uncle who then kicked him out. Um, he had absolutely nowhere to go when he was approached by a wizard. Now... We continue on with the story as Billy does start going through these letters. Um, some were requests for favors, product endorsements, even marriage proposals. Um, before he calls it a night, though, um, he does open up one more letter. Um, this letter comes as a shock as he realizes it, it's actually addressed to Billy. It's not addressed to Shazam or Captain Marvel. Um, it is a letter from Dr. Miller from the Ch City Children's Hospital. And she addresses the letter to Billy in hopes that he could persuade Captain Marvel to visit the kids, that they look up to him and want to meet him. Um, Billy is about to put the letter down until he notices some drawings that were slipped into the letter drawn by the kids. Um, this actually brings a smile to Billy's face that, you know, 
it shows you that he can still be an inspiration to others. Now, Mary and I have discussed this too, and this is what's so unique, is on his desk, and this is this is before we really go more into the meat too, <laughs> he's got a signed pictures of, of Shazam literally sitting on his desk. It's addressed to him, Billy Batson. <laughs> and he's supposed to be Shazam or Captain Marvel as well. So... Um, I think in a way that is kind of a reference to the idea that Shazam Captain Marvel is what saves Billy um, but it's also it makes me giggle every time I see it <laughs> uh, you know it, it's like we said Billy kind of takes us as there are people who look up to him and it makes him feel hopeful it makes him feel happy and the fact that you know without thinking he does say the word Shazam and travels to the rock of eternity now he kneels in the presence of the wizard shazam member according to mary wizard bad um anyway shazam states the following he knew there would be times when he would feel the responsibilities of captain marvel weighing heavily on my mind and soul it is at that time you must be your strongest not only for yourself but those for those who find inspiration in everything captain marvel represents children are the most impressionable for they are the ones who believe most deeply. Like a small fire, their faith is in their champion burns brightly, but it must be nourished or it will die out. We also find out at this time from the wizard Shazam that he has seen a day when one special child will face despair and will look for Captain Marvel for hope. He advises Captain Marvel to be ready, but the wizard Shazam does not tell Captain Marvel when he will meet this child. Um, now yeah, gonna... um, this is this is the scene, one of the scenes that makes me go, I don't like the wizard, um, because I I think it's again one of those things that really highlights the tragedy of Billy Batson being a child, but also having to be Captain Marvel, where here he is, a child who lives entirely on his own, who is completely responsible for paying his own rent, utilities, getting all of his food, taking care of himself one hundred percent, but he's also got the responsibility and burden of caring for his entire city and threats against the world generally and here's here's the wizard going oh i know you're burdened but consider that you have to do these other things too it's the lack of it's the forcing of um putting more pressure on billy for the sake of children while very much forgetting that billy is still himself a child Absolutely. even though the wizard is very much aware that Billy is a child because that's why he was picked. Right. As an educator. <laughs> do not like this man. So um, from here, Billy does go to the hospital. Uh, he says, I the wizard's words echo in my ears and heart, prompting me to go to the hospital as if he wasn't already looking at doing that without the wizard. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he saves a little girl from a bus. And then he asks if he can play with the other kids. And there's a boy with in a wheelchair with a baseball glove and baseball who is really the only one that doesn't want to play with him. Um, all the other kids are so excited. Um, they all want his attention. Um, and he tells them that they all want to go on adventures with him. They want to go and fight crime with him. And he goes, well, that's a little too dangerous. But then he tells them stories about his adventures that they can all kind of finish 
And in a way, that's them going on their adventures together. It's very sweet. It's very wholesome. Um, brought a tear to my eye when I read it because it's exactly how it feels sometimes. Um, and he learns that one of the little girls needs surgery on her eyes, but the only surgeon who can perform it is in Japan, and she won't be able to handle the journey. So he goes to Japan to get the surgeon and bring the surgeon to Fawcett so that this little girl can have her eyes fixed yeah. um, and restore her vision. Um, and he takes them flying and to the jungle and to look underwater. And then he takes them to go see the dam, um, which he finds there are fissures cracking because of illegal mining activity on public land. And things get a little hairy. Um, the dam is starting to break. He takes the um, illegal miners, handles all of those issues, but then the dam breaks and the kids are in a van that is about to get swept up in the floodwaters. Manages to save them. He's convinced they're all going to hate him now. Um, but turns out they're just very excited. They think it's fun. Um, or if he even says... Even though I spend half my life as a kid, I sometimes forget how resilient we can be. That was one of my questions I had. Is that comment alone really shows you that, you know, when he is Captain Marvel, he forgets that he is this teenager, that he is still a kid. How do you feel about that comment alone? Because all these kids are cheering at him, and yet he's thinking, oh, he just screwed up. Um, It's definitely, like, now... Parentification is not the correct term for this because the person that Billy is having to parent is himself and not an adult. Right. Um, but it definitely is very much, oh, he's it's like that TikTok sound. Oh, it's adorable. Oh, it's traumatized. Um, that's Billy. <laughs> <laughs> um, like it's very much that kid who was forced to grow up way too fast. Um I think if we're if we're not that kid, then we know someone who was. Um, so one of those very relatable Captain Marvel moments, but it doesn't make it less sad. Um, and he's extremely relieved. Um, he even tells Dr. Miller at the hospital that if she thinks that his being there is having anything resembling stress, on the children that he's going to leave. <laughs> and um, it's implied that the doctor then flirts with Captain Marvel. <laughs> and he's like, oh, no, we're good. <laughs> um, and the fact that Billy is willing to be a friend to the children and not just like a faceless superhero is helping them. Human interaction is helping. Um, and he discovers that the boy that had refused to play with him um, says he suffered a bad fall down his basement stairs. At any rate, that's the statement the boy's father gave the doctors, and Bobby has said nothing to contradict it. Um, Billy quickly realizes that Captain Marvel is not going to be useful because an adult man reminds the boy Bobby of what hurt him. Um, and he's able to tell that Bobby's wounds were deliberately inflicted. So he goes back and changes into Billy to see if maybe Bobby will talk to someone his own age. 
Um, they talk about baseball. They talk about their favorite players. Um, but Billy asked Bobby if he got hurt playing ball, and he goes silent. Um, takes a very trauma-informed approach to talking to Bobby. Again, sounds like it's written like a 45-year-old man is speaking. I tell him he doesn't have to tell me if he doesn't want to. Billy has not been to therapy. He shouldn't know how to talk like that. Um, he said, I understand how Bobby feels for what it's worth. I had it pretty rough as a kid myself. And Bobby quietly asked me if my dad was always angry with me too. Half hour later, Billy arrives at Bobby's house to have a few words with his dad. <clears throat> um, which I love this because, yeah, me too, dude. Um, I would do this. <laughs> um, Mr. Bronski's not thrilled to have visitors, and he's even less thrilled when he learns that Billy wants to talk about his son. Um, so Billy tries as Billy Batson, and it doesn't work out. So turns into Shazam. Turns into Captain Marvel, and then he has he has words. I just love how he throws the he just ran, just grabs a bat, just throws it out, and then <laughs> I just love the rea the face reaction of Mr. Bronski. Yeah, there's also um, there's a look of terror in Mr. Bronski's eyes as he sees Captain Marvel tower above him. I'm sure it must be the same look Bobby had in his eyes every time his father threatened him. Um, and then Billy says, I'm giving you a chance you don't deserve to make things right with Bobby. Go see him. Apologize. Promise my friend you will never hurt him again because I will shortly be back if you do. Um, now, I'm not one to advocate for a child returning to that kind of home. Mm -hmm. um, so that that doesn't set well with me um, because children deserve to be safe and not have to live with someone who inflicted them great pain and sent them to a hospital. Um, it's the right, the international rights of a child thing, you know? Um, not doesn't make me happy um but also this is a comic geared towards children so you know that's what i thought that too because it's like yeah it, you know you have somebody like captain marvel pretty much stating you heard him again you're gonna get me involved and something like that can change a character but again that's comics it's not always real world and it's not going to do anything for bobby's obvious trauma that Billy is aware of because he wouldn't talk to Captain Marvel. Right. You know, that's why I said one of the other things I wanted to say about Bobby, you ever notice he's wearing a um, reverse flash shirt? I did. It was just like, why is he wearing a reverse? I think that's hysterical. Like, it was just one of those like random moments. I was like, okay. Why is there merch for reverse flash? That's what I want to know. Um, but yeah, this does lead, though, to probably one of the most heartbreaking points of this story. Um, Captain Marvel does return after um, facing Mr. Bronski. Um, and Dr. Miller leads him to the intensive care unit. Um, now, I'm going to kind of read some of the stuff that's stated um, because this will, I will admit, if you don't shed tears reading this and seeing it, I don't know what else to tell you because it is one that brought me to tears every time. So I apologize if I choke up because this is actually a really good scene. Um, it states, 
Later, later I visit the hospital's intensive care ward. The children here are very ill. Many have only the slightest chance of recovery. Still, they find the captain's pre presence cheering, if only for a little while. Though I am an adult, in their eyes, they seem to know I am so also someone who has never forgotten what it's like to be a kid. Frustration, triumph, despair, and joy. The memories of those and a thousand other childhood experiences stay with me both as Billy and as Captain Marvel. It makes it easy for me to relate to the children. They know that the captain is always their friend and will be there when they need him most. Yet, there are times when all of Marvel's powers cannot help me save a life, no matter how hard I try. All I have to offer Tanita, and this is at this point, he's walking to this little, or to this bed with a girl by the name of Tanita as she's hanging on to dear life. At this point, there's the slightest chance of recovery. And he goes there and grabs her hand and uses his other hand to just wipe her hair back. And he states, all I have to offer Tanita is a friendly smile, a gentle hand, and a few words of comfort. In my mind, that's not nearly enough, but it has made her very happy. It has given her a reason to smile, a moment of relief from her fear and pain. And in that moment, she slips away. And this is where you just see Captain Marvel just go in disbelief. And Dr. Miller walks him out of the hospital or that room because he takes it very hard. And the fact that it shows you that not everybody can he save. And it's the most touching moment in this whole story. I like how I even started tearing up there. Um, but even then, it is every time I reread it, it just makes me tear up more and more and more. Now, before we continue on to Billy leaving the hospital and going to the wizard Shazam again. Um, what was your take on that expression alone? Um, what relates <laughs> to about the, the specific panel of him holding up her hand clasped between two of his right against his face? That panel has stuck in my mind since the first time I've ever read this comic. Um, it's the tenderness, I think there's a lot of, there's regret over something he has no control over. He has all of these powers, but none of them allow him to heal people. Yeah. Um, and I think that's something he really struggles with. Um, especially looking at these children that he's with, where these are kids even younger than him. That are dying and he can't do anything to stop it and there's nothing that anyone can really do to stop it um it's heartbreaking <laughs> it, it when i read this and that's why i said i think this scene alone is why it made my number one on my list of my top five shazam stories because this scene alone really shows you what billy is and what billy has to learn to understand that not everybody can he save. Even though he wants to, he can't save everybody. And like you said, that scene alone with him collapsing her hand in both his is one of the most touching, one of the most heartbreaking points of that story is that when she passes away with that smile on her face, 
that he feels he's done everything he can, even though she slept or slipped away. And the fact that he just brought cheer and joy to somebody who was just passing. And it brings us to tears every time. And it's something that, that's why I said, this is why I'm not going to lie, this story alone just made me really tear up a lot. And it really shows you what a hero is and what it's supposed to be. Now, we do see after this that Shazam or Captain Marvel um, does leave. And so we see him leave the hospital after staying there for a few days. Um, and he goes back to the rocket tender. Now, waiting there, of course, is the wizard for him. Um, and, of course, the wizard asks him, um, has his time among the children been was well spent? And then he states, I am. I have to admit that I'm not sure. I'm grateful that I was able to bring some happiness to many of the kids, but part of me still feels powerless because I'm not. I was not able to help them all. And Shazam, or the wizard, kind of goes on and states, "There are some battles even Captain Marvel may not win." In and he goes, "That's," but Captain Marvel kind of mentions, "That's true, sire." But even so, that doesn't make me want to stop trying. A part of me will always try to fight for the, those battles and be there for those in danger of falling into despair, just as I was there for those kids. And the wizard snots and he says, you have given them hope. It is a good and powerful force, one that I have feared someone young and dear to me was losing. Have you not realized who? And mind you, we said at first, we don't know who this person is. And we find out it's Billy himself. And he's, and the wizard continues on and says, Upon Captain Marvel have been placed the responsibilities of both youth and adult. It is a formidable burden and one that I knew in time would test even your generous spirit. Still, you have given unselfishly of yourself to those children who saw the captain as a symbol of their hopes and their dreams. You extended to them the caring heart of a man, and they in turn have returned to hope to the boy inside you. You have done well, my son. Of course, Billy kind of takes off after kind of relating to this, and he goes, I know life will always have struggles waiting for both Billy and the captain, but right now I feel I can take on the world. My heart is a light as a child's feeling, I nearly forgotten. And by helping those in need, I will be able to keep that feeling alive. Now, we also turn to a very heartbreaking scene, too, at the very end. And I'll let Mary explain this, too, because this relates to a character that we saw earlier. Yes, and it's Billy riding his bike up to Bobby's house, where Bobby is sitting on the steps with his ball, with his glove, and they start to play catch. It says trips under the ocean and flights through the air might not always be the answer, but I can be a friend who will visit when another friend is lonely. I can provide another voice to laugh with, another hand for a game of catch. Now, and it doesn't give us any sort of closure on what Bobby's home's life situation is. Yeah, but it does end with that panel alone. Now, I want to ask a couple of questions with the wizard statement. Um, finding out that Billy was actually the main person he was trying to motivate and that he was a child in despair. 
what do you think about that comment and what do you think about the wizards planning about trying to teach him a lesson about this i mean i still am not overly fond yeah i don't like the wizard i don't like the wizard i've never liked the wizard um <laughs> but i feel like a lot of it is still very instead of you know talking to billy um he again put Billy through significantly more stress and self-doubt and questioning rather than acting as any sort of actual mentor figure. Um, he wants Billy to figure it all out for himself without actually putting in any amount of real work to help him get there. Despite, again, knowing and having picked Billy out because he's a child. Um, he's, I just don't like him. Um, I, Billy does not do well when the wizard isn't there, but that doesn't mean that I want him to interact with the wizard. But, but what do you, do you like that it was actually Captain Marvel or Billy that was the person, the kid in despair? I, I mean, I, I kind of figure, I kind of guessed that when I first read it, uh, because Billy kind of looks miserable. In the first few pages, he's like tired of everything, and I was like, "Oh, it's Billy." Um, but I again, I I think there are a lot better ways of doing that. Like I don't know, I feel like the wizard could have encouraged Billy to actually go out and be a child, as opposed to having him act as an adult for a bunch of other children in order to rediscover childhood. You got a point there. That's that's why I said I I did like the statement. You know, I agree that I kind of spotted it right away. Um, but even then, it's just to see that story, to see that there are other kids in worse situations than him, and learning that that he can't save everybody. And I think that's been the hardest challenge for him is as a hero, he wants to save everybody and he can't. Um, but I love that even then, it's like he states even in the Terminally Ill Ward, it's the fact being that, you know what, even if I make him smile, that's the best I can do, even if it, that's all I can do. And that's what I love about Billy in this story. Now, it does lead me to ask another question. I know we addressed this in our top five discussion. Do you feel the story could have been done with another hero? If not, if so, who, or if not, why? No, I, there isn't really, I mean, maybe another member of the Marvel family, but definitely not anyone outside of that. Um, I, their situation is a little too unique. Um, it straddles the line between adult and child in a way that does not involve the parentification mm -hmm. found in the Batman and Robin dynamic, or like it, it, there just really isn't a way for a child hero to straddle that line into adulthood in the same way that the Marvels do, um, that would really come to a story as authentic as this one. I, I agree. I don't think there's really any hero that you could have done this with other than maybe another Captain Marvel family member or anything like that. Because the whole purpose of his show, too, it's like he says, the morality of not just only adult, but also a child. And the fact being that Billy is both of them. And to see or his alter ego is an adult while he is a child. And to see that, it's like he says with Bobby's storyline mainly too, is that, okay, as an adult, he's not going to talk to me. 
he's not going to do that because he feels that I'm like his the person that hurt him. So then that's when you see him change to the hair or to the back to Billy, and then you see him open up. And that's what's so unique about the story. And I don't think it could be as impactful with another hero than Billy Batson. Um, now, let me ask you this question. This will end our book club for this. Um, do you feel the story really de- redefines what a hero should be? Um, now, I'm I'm going to say that there are plenty of other comics that tackle the same issue of what a hero should be um i feel like this is a comic that is more geared towards focusing on billy straddling that line Mm -hmm. um not just as being a teenager which is automatically a life stage where you are stuck between child and adult but also the way that his being captain marvel places him as oscillating between child and then very grown adult rapidly um, where he's expected to act with the maturity and wisdom and everything. Um, so I think, I don't necessarily think that it redefines what it means to be a hero, but I do think it looks specifically at Captain Marvel as a case study of how being a hero is defined. You know, I, I I would love to say yes, and I would go back to Dr. Miller's statement, um, the fact being that, you know, that he's not just a faceless hero, that he is somebody who would, could be there to help them out, to help, you know, to show that a hero can be there even for the smallest of things, and to show you that he would make your day do everything you can. And, but again, it, it's one of those things, like, it's a small portion of that. The rest of being a hero is doing what's right and doing what's necessary to get the job done to protect others. And that's where I say I like this, that it does redefine a small portion of it. The fact being that heroes can be more than just a faceless hero. They could be somebody that everybody can look up to and be smile and be happy that they're around. Um, See, I think I think, too, that's another thing where the heroes that you typically come from are typically only active at night and they're always wearing a mask whereas mine does not care about their secret identity and actively runs a youth center where he plays dodgeball with children Um, so like to me i'm like yeah no this is just what heroes do um and we're coming from very different corners of the dc universe for how this is to be defined right so, but yeah, I think this is a good place to end this story. Um, we recommend getting this story. You can buy it in a collection, um, The World's Greatest Superheroes. And this is a collection of some of the great kind of, it's written by Paul Dini, all these stories along with art with Alex Ross. Um, but it kind of leads up to different events that are coming up after the fact. Um, but also too, you can buy it when it comes out. It's going to be re-released, reprinted in September. Um, so we recommend you guys picking this up when it comes up. Please go support your local comic book store. Go buy this book. Go help them. Do whatever you can to do this. And let us know what you feel about this story. Um, also, you can find Mary and I anywhere on Comic Talkers, anywhere on um, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Comic Talkers, where we go over um, some of our latest updates about the podcast, along with um, allowing fans to kind of join in on the conversation. Um, you can also listen to the podcast where Mary, myself, Will, and some of our other hosts um, 
discuss great comic book and anime content. Um, you can listen to that anywhere on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. Um, and without and without further ado, my name is Brandon, and I'm Mary. May comics always be the top of your discussion. Thank you.